Welcome to this Farm Advisory Service podcast. My name is Ross McKenzie. This is the second of three podcasts for new entrants thinking of a career within the Scottish pig industry. Prior to joining the SAC, I worked for 13 years within the Scottish pig industry. On this podcast, I speak to Jeanette Sutherland about the options of setting up breeding farms and also jobs within the breeding industry. Have you ever thought of pigs as a commercial opportunity? Reading units. Hello, my name is Jeanette and today I'm going to interview Ross McKenzie of SAC Portree about his career in the pig industry and the opportunities that could be there for new entrants. So Ross, hello, how are you today? I'm very well, Jeanette. Good, how are you? Yeah, not too bad at all. Not too bad. Now, today we find you as an agricultural consultant in the Crofton Counties, but that as, but this isn't where you've always worked. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your career and maybe where you, starting off with where you studied? Yes, certainly. I started studying agriculture in Aberdeen. I started on HND and then I went on to do the Bachelor of Technology degree in agricultural business management again in Aberdeen with the SAC and or as they're now known as SHRAC and Aberdeen University. My my work mainly was out with college was with beef cattle helping in lambings and working on beef and sheep farms through the summer. Not having a farm myself that was where I really got my experience and when I left the course finally left in 95 I took on a graduate training program with Grampian Country Food Group, and that was in the pig sector, base place. And was that the first time you'd ever worked with pigs? It was. And, and was yeah. that the first time? That... Goodness. Oh, and how did you feel changing sort of enterprises, or was it when you were younger? It didn't seem a big thing at all. <laughs> well, well, it was pretty much it was a, it was a job really a, a job straight after college was which was what I needed. And I went on the, a few interviews with, within Grampian and I met up with uh, Mark McDonald at Grampian Country Park and just just thought, well, I really liked the people, liked the opportunity they were giving me. And I enjoyed stock and I was decent enough with them. And that's what I was told. Uh, think of pigs as sheep, but a bit more relaxed. I tend to disagree with that at times, but yeah, it, it was uh, it was what what sort of got me into it. Yeah. Now, I personally don't have very much experience with pigs at all. I think we had three on the croft as a maximum number. What do you yeah. think um, are the qualities that you need to work um, in sort of larger scale uh, pigs? Well, I went straight into the rearing and finishing side as a trainee and you get you get placed within all the sectors but straight away you have to learn to keep your calm keep calm and like any stock you need to have that calmness and it's very difficult at times when everything's against you but a nice calmness just an interest in stock pigs are are great fun and you really get to enjoy working with them especially when things again are going well but just uh, in, a, in a good overall period, just that stockmanship comes out in you and pigs, you, you learn their ways. Again, like cattle and sheep, like you're, 
you working deer cattle, you'll know there's some a bit more flighty than others, and you can sort of see see things ahead, and that's how you work with with any stock really. And are there particular challenges, like, um, for instance, with uh, pigs, when you see them being shown, you have uh, people with pig boards and stuff. Um, are they more dangerous than other kinds of livestock? A lot of what we were using pig boards was to, especially in, in big groups, you were trying to, sometimes you have to select the fat from the thin and mm -hmm. the pig marks, so you're letting them back, and that's where you use your pig boards. And we often, some of our, my colleagues and I used to think this should be a, an Olympic sport. If you if you let one by, that shouldn't be. It's it's a deduction and such. And I think someone even put a, a, a advertising on this pegboard to like a, I think it was the Nike symbol. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. But these pegboards are, are they're used they're used to sort of guide the pigs rather than uh, and you see them in the shows. It's it's a tip different way of using the pig board you're sort of not letting them see so they they go basically where you want and you can guide them around but in, in the big sheds you're using them to also guide but also to keep ones back and oh, okay. basically sweep through them so and in the in the 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 first place that you worked with was there quite a large team of people that you're working with yes big big team a lot of people if we think of the breeding units, you'd have a 450 sow herd, you'd have two people, and that allowed you to work uh, weekends as well. So, um, yeah, there was, there, was a, there was a great amount of people, and then as it grew, you also had a lot more admin staff needed, and it, it was, uh, I think it was about 150 at one stage, that's with going up to 10,000 sows, so it was, uh, oh, it was a big, big, big organisation. But they're bigger than that now. You know, they're huge. I know one big company is up to 20-odd thousand now, and that's it's quite an amount of size. Now, uh, we're doing this as part of the thing for new entrants. So uh, pigs aren't uh, subsidised. You don't get basic payment or anything for them. So um, what should you consider with uh, outdoor pig units? Well, to set up an outdoor pig unit, you have to consider the best place to do it. Obviously, the best ground is in Murrayshire, also the East Coast, and pretty much the East Coast. And that's where all the pig, basically the outdoor pig units are. I have seen one or two pig units set up on poorer ground, and it just gets into a mess, and you, you need to move off it quicker than you, you should. So to make sure you want to keep costs as low as possible, so the better ground, you do, do have to pay for it, but the better ground, sandy soil is, is wonderful. And then it's a case of setting up a unit, and in terms of cost, it, it's, uh, it can be quite frightening. But if, for instance, if you had a 450 sow herd, you're looking at 300 plus acres, and the better ground is you're talking... Three hundred pounds an acre plus. Then you're talking about huts. They cost some of the best huts nowadays cost one hundred and sixty pounds, um, and you'll need a hundred of them. And then just general setups can can be like a further fifty thousand. On top of that, with good good quality feed bins and 
a good AI service pen. So it, it's huge, huge amount of money. But if you want to get in, into pigs, the outdoor system is the best way, unless obviously you have a family that have been involved with indoor sows. So the outdoor system, just to summarise, it's important that you have free draining soil and it's important that the the soil's got a, a good fertility to it. But for a, a normal commercial sized herd, which are maybe around the 400, that's quite a sizable capital cost to set up. For new entrants, is there opportunities for smaller scale units or is is that not really feasible in this day and age? If you go into pigs, it's very specialised and most people go into pigs in a big way, so they wouldn't really have anything else. They, they specialise in their pigs. There are pig companies that are working with, especially young new entrants, to set up contract farms where the pig company itself will supply the pigs, the feed, the specialist advice, veterinary advice, disposal of unfortunate dead pigs. Whereas it's you who takes on the cost of setting up, for instance, the huts and the ground and the straw. That's another thing, of course, straw. You have to look at good, plentiful straw. That has given a better opportunity for for people. Because you're, again, looking at pig prices, a young gilt, if you're going to take a young gilt onto your, your herd, you're looking at £200. A, again, you've got another 400 of them, so it's... It, Again, big costs, but if pickup companies are taking that cost off you, it's a great opportunity. And a number have done it and have been very successful. And the key is there, they're also getting that excellent advice. They're not just free on their own. And the actual piglets is what they get their money from. So it's up to their aim is to sell as many piglets as they can off the farm. And that's that's the main aim there with a contract career farm. So with a contract breeding farm, the risk is being say, uh, shared. So the pig company will supply the cost of the pigs and yeah. and lots of uh, advice. And they also supply the, did you say they supplied the feed as well? The feed as well, yes. Yeah. And so if you were a new entrant interested in this, if you had, um, say, access to a family farm that had free draining soils and access to good supplies of straw, then that could be quite a, an attractive way of getting a new enterprise that you would be solely in charge of. That's right, yes. And the, and the plus is you can fit your pig farm into maybe an arable rotation and the, the quality of muck and such from the pigs will, will again give maybe a saving on fertilizer in the future as well. So it's it's all it's all a positive positive And thing. and you don't need to worry about the marketing because do the do the piglets that you produce do they get sold back to the same company at a set that's, figure or how does that's, it work? That's right. Yeah, that's normally how it works. Yeah, they the company will buy the pigs back off you. So that's really so. So if you've got the right type of land, then this is definitely something to consider. What kind of land should you think that people should just not think about even attempting this with? The heavier, clear type soils are are a no go. Certainly, don't ever consider putting animals on on peat or such. That's just a total no go because of environmental issues. We've got to keep well away from that. Heavier ground, yeah, and 
of course, in the West Coast, we, we that's what we really do have is heavier type of ground. And you just get in terrible problems with the mud. It not only the, the pigs seem to enjoy it, they don't mind it, you think, but they will they will not thrive. And and also you as a person certainly won't thrive. You're gonna really start to fall fall out of love with pig keeping. That certainly will happen. Yeah. So it, there's so uh, for pigs the key thing maybe compared to maybe even more so than with other livestock is to be very conscious of the type of land that you have. And if you are have got heavier land, then it's maybe not commercial pigs. And if you do want a few pigs as part of a rotation, then just be very careful that you've got the ability to move them on quickly if the ground is is heavy, because um, as you said yourself, it can change the situation can change quite quickly on the ground. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, it can, it can change overnight, as they say. Just with the heavy, the heavy rainfall, it's. It's very difficult, and and we are getting more rainfall, so that that's something to consider as well. And because of the the way that the industries uh, set up with where the abattoirs are, are there some places that even if they had the right type of land, it probably isn't a good idea because uh, of transporting to abattoirs and stuff. Is there certain uh, regions that you mentioned at the start? Is there like other sort of logistical reasons for them being like the the heart of the pig industry in Scotland. Yes, that's that's a good point. We look upon most of the abattoirs are on again on the east coast. Again, same with the cattle and sheep industry, where a lot of the finishing happens is east coast. We know that from here on Sky, all the buyers are moving across from the east coast taking on good stock and it's the same with the pig industry the east coast is the best ground and Brecon is at the moment the the big abattoir that a scottish pig is going to so if you think you don't want a, a long journey you're talking two hours within that area within Brecon is a is a, okay. is a good pointer maybe two and a half hours so I think you're looking Murrayshire and uh, also to, to the likes of um, Angus area and possibly Edinburgh area. That's again, that's where a lot of the pig herds are, but also a lot of the rearing and finishers there within that area too. Great. So we've talked a lot about um, the opportunities of people maybe going on with contract farms, but if there's people like yourselves who don't have any uh, uh, land themselves or in the family, do you want to tell us a little bit about what jobs are available in the pig industry, in particular for the breeding units? Yes, certainly for breeding units, you'll find a lot of jobs that are mainly Again, in the East Coast, but uh, most farms will have farrowing units and dry units, and sometimes you can specialise in one one of them. You know, work mainly with dry sows, the sows that are pregnant, and also the farrowing units. You have to be quite specialised. You're you're looking after the baby piglets as they're born. A lot to work there. There's also a lot of work in the AI. Most farms use AI now, mainly to get the best genetics, and a lot of people have been involved there. So, but you could work on a farm and do all these jobs, or you can. Some are so big that you might specialise in one 
or move about. So it's good to get a, a variation that you understand the job overall. And there'll be good training from the farmers or the, the pig companies. It's important that they make sure that you know what you're doing. And from that, you can you can possibly go into nutrition. You can become nutritionist. Maybe people coming from college you might even go into sales, work for feed companies selling pig feed. And from pig companies, sorry, feed companies, they're selling more than pig feed nowadays. Some of them are getting quite specialised, and they might they might be more than just a feed salesman. And you can also become a fields person. You might work within a a big pig company, and you go around selecting some of the better breeding stock and ensuring that the best quality of stock has been used within the pig farms. So there's lots of opportunities. That's fantastic. And we've mentioned we've mostly focused um, on outdoor breeding units, but um, there are op- there are indoor breeding units. What um, what's your sort of thoughts on that and the costs for setting up an, an indoor pig unit? Indoor breeding is very expensive. If you can imagine nowadays, some of these big indoor units are going up at seven figures because they're so wow. so specialised. Okay. There's so much. Uh, if you if you imagine even below the unit, there's alleyways that take the slurry away, just a bit like slatted courts, but or probably on a bigger scale. And a lot of these units also have specialised rearing and finishing, so they take it from babies right through to slaughter. So just the specialism is incredible, and mainly at family farms who are into indoor breeding, they will upgrade every so often and change with the times. A lot of thought now is, is on the likes of farrowing crates and having crates that are much more designed to allow more freedom for the pig. And there's, there's a lot of technology with what they call lifting floors, where the, the actual sow's floor will lift. So it prevents little piglets that might get crushed, it reduces mortality. So there's so much technology in indoor units, more so that the the price just uh, is huge. So you really need to have a setup. I'm sure if you maybe won the lottery and also sold a lot, had a lot, a lot of ground to sell, you might go into indoor pigs. But at the moment, a lot of indoor units are very much family run and they continue to develop and improve over over the years. Yeah, so that's uh, that's uh, the least uh, uh, attractive option for a, a new start, um, whereas the employment opportunities within the industry to get experience and for those with access to land, the, the contract arrangements are other the uh, another option for people wanting to get into the industry with maybe uh, very little experience. So just to conclude, Ross, you've had a, a, a varied career in the pig industry. If you were giving advice to a, a student now who, like yourself, maybe didn't have experience in pigs but was interested, what would be your top three tips for them? Top tip of three would be to look into who you're going to work for. If it is a big company, there's bound to be people you might know to speak to and get an idea. So look, look into who you're going to work for because... They're the people who are going to train you and teach you. Be prepared Excellent. to take yeah. Be prepared to take as much advice on as possible and 
to be flexible in, in your learning. One thing I was a bit worried about when I first went into big units, I was, I was on one certain thing and I saw my fellow graduate trainees doing other things and you, you get a bit worried that, oh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going as far as they are, but the fact was, the, the fact I didn't, I didn't leave my position that I was in for so long was that they were very happy with me. So not to get too, not to want too much too early if you're in a, in a position yeah. like that. To, get plenty of so to focus, to, to focus on your own path rather than maybe being distracted by others. <laughs> exactly, yeah, that sometimes can be, especially when you're younger, you, you think, oh no. And also just enjoy the pigs. The pigs will give you so much enjoyment. <laughs> and you sometimes, I wonder when I, I used to look at people and think, this is just a job to them. Whereas when I was sitting in with the little pigs, getting to know them, they're new on their farm <laughs> and just just enjoy them. They're great fun and uh, just, just keep your head down, work hard and you'll, you'll do well. You'll Excellent. do well in the pig industry. Excellent. Oh, well, thank you very much for your time today, Ross. It's been a great insight for me and I'm sure hopefully the listeners too into an insight into the, the pig industry. And if um, people are uh, listening and are inspired, then there'll be links on the FAS website of uh, how they can take this interest further. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jeanette. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you want further information, please look up the FAS website on FAS.scot or if you need further information, telephone 0300 323 0161.